Well, hello, Clinton. Hello, Nick. <laughs> you're, not supposed to, you're not supposed to laugh, Nick, when I say hello, Nick. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's all it took. Yeah, uh, that's all it took. <laughs> so we've got a new podcast here, haven't we? Comchats by Comcats or Community Catalysts. Oh, I'll still uh, struggle to get my head around that. Say, say that again, uh, Nick. Comchats. By Comcats, which eh, may take off. I think it will. Uh, uh, Comcats? No, Comchats. <laughs> See, even I've got that wrong. <laughs> what a double act. So Comchats is about hearing from interesting people in the sector, the social sector, who've invested their lives and their careers into supporting the growth and development of community, really. So we're going to speak with some really interesting people over the next few weeks. And our first episode today is an interview with uh, Pip Cannons from Somerset County Council. Pip is the Strategic Manager for Commissioning uh, in Adult Social Care. And it was a really, really interesting chat with Pip because she talked a lot about the growth of micros in the county over the last few years. A micro provider being a small independent support or service that offers help care or support to local people uh, and people can purchase these services of a micro provider directly or through perhaps a direct payment or a personal health budget and these services uh, include things like personal care domestic help uh, around the home and gardening and social support and things like that uh, and it's really taken off in somerset clinton hasn't it she described some magical networks appearing and how the council helped facilitate them but also how they have taken on their own self-management of, of this and how uh, and community capitalists uh, especially help support this to uh, nurture, to grow, and now they're thriving. And Pitt was telling us something like 587 micros they've got there now, supporting 4,000 people across the county. So an enormous network. I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The biggest thing that stuck in my uh, mind from the conversation was about the appetite for risk mm. that the council had, and also about putting their money where their mouth was. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, you know, it's easily said, and there's a saying, don't tell me, show me. And I think they are showing. And, and, and that uh, reminds me, and, and I think it sums uh, up really beautiful the quote by... Uh, Martin Luther King, and he said, "Was we are caught in inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly." I think that sums it up to me, Nick. That's a beautiful quote, Clinton. Um, yeah, couldn't agree more. So, without further ado, let's listen now to our interview that we just did with Pip Cannons, the Strategic Manager for Commissioning at uh, Somerset County Council, and I hope you enjoy. Pip, we have got uh, some quickfire questions, uh, just to try and get to know you a little bit before we get into the meat of the interview, uh, where we start asking the more serious uh, questions. We, you know, these quickfire questions kept us up all night, 
you know, uh, uh, burning questions, these are. <laughs> Probing questions. Pip, have you got any pets? Have you got any pets? I have, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Outdoor pets only. None, no indoor pets. Okay. So, um, currently have two guinea pigs and one pony. Wow, pony. Wow, okay. Okay, Pip. <laughs> What what would be your favourite meal? Oh, my favourite meal is <laughs> pasta and green vegetables. <laughs> what pasta and green vegetables? Did you say? Yeah, you know, it's my go-to. Great, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's absolutely the worst thing on the hit list for my children. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> no, I never understand. I really don't get it. Maybe it's the brown pasta. <laughs> Oh, even worse, brown pasta. <laughs> oh, no, even better. <laughs> so, Pip, have you got any hobbies or pastimes that you enjoy? Yeah, riding is my hobby and my pastime. So, spending time with a pony, um, taking him out just around the local lanes and, and stuff. Um, your favourite TV show? Oh, I don't think I have one. I'm not a big TV fan. I watch it, but yeah. I'm not that... You know, it, it's just, it's an it's an end of day sort of blur, if you know what yeah. I mean. I don't care what it is, I'll switch it on and watch it. What was the last book you read? Um, so the last book was The Dutch House, and I can't remember the name of the author, but it's a, a really interesting book. Yeah, loved it. Really, really great. Favourite place to go on holiday? I'm here. I'm in France. <laughs> oh, you're in France? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in the Pyrenees, right down in the south. So yeah, love Fab. it here. My question is, and I think this question is gets to the nub of trying to find out who you are, Pip. Uh, what would you do with a million pounds? Oh, my Lord. And you can't say oh. give it to charity or a good cause. It has to... <laughs> no, I'd go travelling, definitely. So it would be about exploring new places, taking the family on a massive, you know, round-the-world trip. That'd be brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, thanks for enduring that, Pip. That's great. Well, you know, we, we now know you. We now got to know you a little bit more. Um, so we can get into the, the meat of the interview. So we're really keen to hear a little bit more about your work and a little bit more about Somerset's strategic investment, I suppose, in the communities across the county over the last 10 years. How Community Catalyst may have been involved in that, may have been supporting that, and, and what, what kind of got you guys going with that in the first place? Somerset is a, is a real rural, large county, and we have a really strong sense of community across the whole patch. And so that's something that I, you know, when I joined the council about six years ago, I was really keen to sort of work with and build on as a, as a really strong foundation. And our relationship with um, Comcats was really about how we could optimise the great resources that we knew we had out there and get closer to it, um, enable us to tap into some of the potential within the communities um, and bring that into the more formal environment that we work in in the, in the county council. So it was, a, it was an opt to optimise that. But the biggest issue we faced at the time was, um, particularly in, in our really rural areas, was a, a lack of formal care. We were really struggling to get home care for people. Um, and so the opportunity with Comcats was about tackling that in, in, in a very specific rural area. So in West Somerset, where we've got um, the moor and um, a lot of isolated um, uh, settlements and, and it's quite sort of dispersed population if you like but a very aging population with with high need for care um, and we just couldn't get the care in there that we needed but we also know that that's an area where there's a lot of resilient people where there's really strong sort of sense of supporting people in your community so putting those things together working with 
community catalysts who've got a really good way of working and techniques and, and what have you to support that approach. It just kind of made sense for us. Tell us more about the micros that have been established and, and that, that side of the work. Yeah, so the micros started um, as, a, as a project in West Somerset in this really rural area where we were struggling to get care. Um, by working with uh, community catalysts, we brought in a, a coordinator, so the lovely Reese, and he's really been the catalyst. <laughs> he's really been the opportunity to get into our communities, to have those conversations, to just talk about um, what it is that we're looking for and, try, and to enable people to say yeah do you know what I want to do that and to then be able to help people to become self-employed as a micro that's the that's the magic of this it's the it's it's people becoming self-employed so setting up their own enterprises um, to do some good work um, they can work very very locally so initially we were thinking you know we'll get another 20 pro- sort of micro providers in that area and five five nearly six years on we're now up to 587 um, right. the county so you know it's just it's been one of those things where it was so successful it worked so well that we spread it across the county and now you know every week we've got people you know asking to to sign up tell us more about how this investment has helped because uh, you, you mentioned about west somerset aging uh, population and the lack of care and support for the west of somerset would mm-hmm. i be wrong in saying um the west of Somerset would have rural inequality issues? Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the most rurally deprived um, parts of the UK. Um, And in fact, we've got some funding um, to, to help overcome some of that. But we started this before that funding started this was just about you know from a social care point of view from an adult social care point of view we had a a need um, uh, to do something um, that would make a difference locally Um, and so this was just an opportunity that we we grasped as a result of that but yes inequalities in West Somerset it's a it's an aging population it's one of the fastest aging populations in the UK a dispersed low income below the national average income per household uh, a lot of families uh, with children on free school meals etc and um, how has this investment uh, helped to address some of that health inequalities that you've just described i think by having care that's close to home um it means that you you you're, you're matching up um local need and local assets close together so you're cre- you're creating an environment that's sort of very supportive um and enabling people to get um independent care yes um close to them that they can then sort of work with talk to it sort of just builds up that relationship and that trust locally um so in terms of how it's helped health inequality it just means that we've now got care available that we didn't have before um, and through that we've created a network um, of micros across the whole county though now so this is about joining up the whole um, and uh, you know in, in every single community now we've got micros that will support people um, as well. How did you take the first step to you know building on uh, micro providers because you just mentioned now you've got them all over? I suppose that's just about taking the the, the bigger picture. Um, at the same time as, as starting the micro project, we were also looking at how we could do better with adult social care generally. Um, so a larger project that I was running at the time was about 
how can we make the reducing budget go further, meet demand, which was ever increasing, and also improve outcomes. So this is at the time that we were introducing the Care Act. So we wanted to change the way that we were working in adult social care anyway. We wanted to become much more focused on communities um, and local support, um, enabling people to live at home, promoting independence, all of these sorts of things. So the micros became part of that mix of solutions that I felt we um, kind of needed. Um, and so out of a project um, that initially was sort of six months, um, came up with uh, some principles working very closely with the um, adult social care team in West Somerset as well. This was separate to the micro project um, initially. Um, and, and that was very much around uh, how we could reach out, how we could do things differently. And as part of that, it became very apparent that um, we needed to tap into local um, support through local um, networks, etc. So we've got a village agent that was operating in uh, West Somerset. So we tapped into her. And then through her, we linked into the micro. We sort of just linked it all up so we had micros operating we've got the village agent we have the adult social care teams the primary care teams the community health and just linked it all up joined up those conversations so that we are effectively working better as a system um, and using the resources that are available to us in terms of spreading it then it was just it worked there and if it can work in um, rural West Somerset I didn't see why it couldn't work elsewhere so it was then about taking it to the different teams and areas it was about um, particularly for the micros that was about going into communities into parishes you know parish meetings into local community meetings talking about micros um, and then just seeing what the interest was um, so we do these startup surgeries all over the place um, and it's usually about one a week um, and we rotate where they are around the county we've got four districts so they tend to be in each of the different districts um, each month um, and that's something that uh, Reese that I talked about before he um, helps coordinate and I've now got additional resource working with him. Do you think there's other value Pip in this uh, micro approach so it's not just about the work that they're, they're doing alongside people but actually uh, it feels like it's building community in itself and that as this this network of people are connecting together they're becoming a community too yeah i think that's the most exciting thing about the micros actually yeah. is that it's not just about going out and asking people if they want to set up a local business and helping them do that which is effectively what the the micro program is for me the magic is that it starts to grow organically mm -hmm. and micros link up with other micros so what we've now got is networks operating around the county we've i think we've currently got about 11 um but effectively all we do is facilitate that so we um help set up sort of facebook groups whatsapp groups what have you and, and started facilitating sort of a monthly catch-up but now that kind of operates itself each of them are self-managing and that then becomes a community within a community um, and then with the village agents as well that I've now um, uh, supported across the county they link to the village agents and the village agents link them into other communities and I suppose care if we're honest it's big business isn't it or it can be yeah. big business how has this affected the way that that market looks across the county I mean, it's not been without its issues, um, if, if I'm honest. You know, we did this from the beginning because we had unmet need um, and it was in a place where we couldn't get care agencies to work. It just wasn't profitable for them to do that. Um, so that was how we started. 
when we started to spread the concept and ask you know um, anybody in the county if they wanted to sign up and be a micro and support people in their local community that's when we then started to um, build the the number of micros and that's when we started to get some potential issues with our um, our formal um, care agencies and that then did lead to us having some some conversations about um, for me the the need for both I think you know that you absolutely need your your care agencies to be available in each part of the county and, and I always describe it as they they create the big rocks they're the ones that are there for the core care okay but the micros fill the gaps they're the sand that fills up the bucket okay so you need your rocks to fill up the majority of your capacity but the sand is the bit that then just gives you that flexibility it sort of smooths it out fills the gaps mm -hmm. and I think the two work really well together um, and we're starting to see that we're seeing some of our care agencies now reaching out and working alongside micros um, particularly where they can't meet the need um, so they will suggest micros mm -hmm. others are still resisting so you know don't don't get me wrong it's not all um, rainbows and, and unicorns in uh, in Somerset but far from it you know they, it, there are the there is the odd tension but for me I think um, some tension and I it is can be helpful in 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 respect that it perhaps um stops complacency um particularly where a care agency has just been working a patch without any formal uh, of uh, of a competition for for a while um for the micros to come along and then for them to feel threatened by individual workers i find interesting mm. um, and so when you dig into that it, it there's there's all sorts of things there but actually the majority of our care agencies have then responded brilliantly they've seen it as an opportunity they see that they are different um and uh, you know coexisting um it is fine brilliant thank you very much thank you for sharing that uh, so what keeps you going and what are you? What are your hopes for the future? I'm just sne sneaked in two questions in one. There. Yeah, sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely sneaky. Um, yeah. Okay. What keeps me going? I just the, the the excitement when we make these links, when we make these connections, when I see the the impact it has, the difference it makes. You know, the the, the beauty of this is that it's not just um, one dimensional; it's multi-dimensional. That's what excites me. So, you know, the fact that we're creating micros is to support our, our aging population and population that needs support at home. But actually, there's a benefit to the micro as well. We're giving employment, so it's sort of you know, and building communities by them linking it to the agents. We create this new network of people that are all operating at a community level. We're creating something that's different from the standard um, care package, if you like. So it creates choice for people. And I think that's great. And it's local choice. And um, so it's, it's about enabling people to get support from someone that they know from within their own community, which is always good. And do, do you think this uh, this work you've been doing over the last few years is, is it going to help you in the future as as we move into a very difficult time now for everyone, for individuals, for their families, for communities, uh, for organisations, local government? What do you think? What difference do you think this this kind of work you've been doing will make in that? And do you feel like it's built some resilience? Yeah, I, th I think community resilience is something that we've talked about a lot over the last few months since we've we've um, been in the pandemic situation. Um, and 
it's just been fantastic that in Somerset we've already had a lot of community resilience that we've had the networks we've got these players on the ground already so actually what we've been able to do is just ramp that up um, in order to meet the increase in demand um, we've already got people on the ground that we can tap into and connect to um, to get to reach out to the people that we need to reach out to so I think it's been a really um, valuable test of the system and for me it's it's just I've been you know I thought we were doing well before the pandemic's just made me think oh my lord you know the opportunity has just been phenomenal to just show how how well established this this mechanism these models these these ways of working are and also how creative it still is and 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 the new stuff that's just popping up all the time um so stuff that we've been talking about doing for a while has suddenly just happened um so we've you know we've, we've gone online we're now supporting people remotely where you know people weren't doing that before so all of these things have just kind of happened overnight that's just but it, but at the, at the core of it it's all about building community resilience. It's all about helping people to help themselves um, or get support locally, which means that you can stay at home, you can stay within you know, your own communities where you've got friends and other support around. And, and people always ask me, so why does it work so well in Somerset? I don't really know the exact answer to that, but I do know there's some key ingredients. And I do think that there's something about the appetite for risk there's something about the determination to make a difference and to think differently and creatively and actually not just talk about being creative or collaborative or community led, but actually to really live it, dream it, make it happen. So I think those are important and also putting your money where your mouth is. So it's not about huge amounts of money, but it is about putting some critical support in place. So for me, that's been about having a core team that I can just make sure is there to help have those conversations, build those relationships, extend that reach of the stuff that's happening quite often on its own in the communities. Effectively, what we do is we just bring into the light some of the stuff that was happening anyway. So that, that's what it's all about. I think it's, you know, people ask why, uh, why Somerset? And I think it's just, I think it can happen anywhere. I think it's just about the real commitment. Um, are people really committed to doing something differently? Pip, thank you so much for sharing all that. And thank you so much for coming on the first episode of Com Chats. Pip, I would like to say I'm absolutely jealous because you're in France, you know, and uh, enjoy and keep uh, safe. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much, Pip. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear from you. And all the best.